Hi, everybody. Welcome to another exciting episode of Tech Money Talks. I'm your host, Brian McCumber, and today we have a very special episode. For a while now, I've been wanting to have recognized guests on the show, and I'm really excited to let you know that we have an awesome person that will be our very first guest on Tech Money Talks. I'd like to introduce you to Kanika Tolver. Kanika is a recognized professional coach, author, and public speaker at major tech events. Over 15 years experience working with the federal government and Fortune 500 companies. She's been featured on CNN, CBS Radio, Glassdoor, Entrepreneur, and the Washington Post. She mastered the art of finding a satisfying career, providing not only herself with a six-figure income, but others as well, along with the option to work from home, which is really exciting. She coaches and helps hundreds of people land their dream job. I am very honored to welcome Kanika Tolver to the show. Hi, Kanika. How are you? Hey, how you doing? Great, great. I'm so excited. Awesome, awesome. I'm excited to be on your show. I think the things that you're doing um, online is really, really awesome. And I'm excited to talk about how to make money with tech today. Awesome. Yeah, this is great. So I know we were uh, discussing ideas here, and we tossed around the topic of secure the bag, how to make six figures in tech. And I really like that phrase uh, that you mentioned. So secure the bag. So for the audience that may not know what that means, what does secure the bag mean? Secure the bag is a is a slang term that a lot of people use in the I guess in the hip hop and the entertainment community, like athletes and celebrities and rappers and and actors. They talk about securing the bag, but I thought about it like, wow, you know, us as tech professionals and people that want to get into the tech industry, we can secure exactly. the bag too. So we can make a lot of money in tech, and we can do it being passionate about what we're doing. So securing the bag is all about getting the money. It's all about yeah. advancing your skills. Oh, I like that. Totally. Yeah. I mean, making a six-figure income in tech, uh, you know, similarities like the way uh, once you're in demand and you have an awesome career, you have a lot of those nice things like the, you know, the nice cars, nice right. home, things like that. And and I think that's what people aspire to. Um, some of the stuff that I touch on that I think people are like, uh, they may not know about the about the opportunities there, uh, which, um, you know, in tech, securing the bag, that's pretty awesome. So I really like how we think on the same wavelength there, and we have so much to talk about. Um, I got a feeling that, you know, if we don't cover everything in this episode, because we want to make sure that we hit something that's really valuable for the listeners, that right. uh, we may follow up with future episodes. You know, would you be willing to come back in the future for the people listening? Oh, definitely. I def definitely think we can talk about how to secure the bag with um with entrepreneurship, how to use tech to build products and services, um and and how to use, you know, technology in this digital age with the use of social media marketing and and with mobile apps and just so many other things that people want to do. You can use tech to execute your passions. Like that's what it's really all about is maximizing your strengths in tech to do the other things that you really, really want to do. So totally. I would love, to, I would love to come back. Oh, that would be awesome. That would be so great. So let's take a step back because I want to, I want to make sure that people can, uh, can relate because, um, 
um, tech can be a little scary, you know, for people. You know, I I talk about uh, people have like false belief patterns where the, where they think, uh, you know, you have to be like a really smart computer nerd or a guru to actually, you know, get your foot in the door into tech and take advantage of all these things that we're talking about. Um, so I want, uh, you know, so people can relate. Like, you know, even me, everybody, everybody doesn't start off you know, being a, a tech expert. So I was wondering right. if you could share your story, like how did you get started in tech and, and your career and so on? So I did take the traditional route of getting a, a computer computer science degree, um, a bachelor's degree. And um, I got started after school working in the federal government tech industry. So I started off working as a SaaS developer for the Bureau of Labor Statistics um, I also was a .NET developer. Um, then as I kind of moved on in my career within federal government, I started to get more into IT project management and, and software testing and managing software releases and deployments. So I started off at the development stage, just understanding how the life cycle of software, software development life cycle works. Then I moved uh -huh. on to other agencies and I became a project manager. That's what kind of got me into the six-figure category. Um, Awesome. I really think I really think it's important that people understand that you got to start somewhere. And yeah. I didn't know everything about software development and testing and deployments, but starting off right after college, it really taught me a lot. Um, then I left the government and went to work for Fortune 500 companies like Deloitte and other technology companies in the D.C. area. And that's what really taught me the global aspect of business. Oh, that's great. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I totally hear that. And it's just like um, everybody at, at some point, you know, needs to get their start. And then there's a career path and it can lead into so many different directions. So, like, you might start out uh, uh, either, you know, doing something like testing or you get into coding. But then mm -hmm. that might take a turn where you go into project management, like you mentioned. And um, and you saw that there it kind of led to a career track that had, you know, a bigger future with, you know, a six figure income, which was awesome. Right. Um, if you could narrow it down, like, as, you know, as far as uh, something that put you on, on that successful track, uh, you know, what was, you know, what would be that one thing that, that, that really made a difference? I think the the thing that really made a difference that helped me narrow down my track was just finding, you know, being able to identify my strengths. I think in technology, there's so many paths and so many roads that you can go down that a lot of times people get overly, they, they overthink the process of career discovery. So they think that they have to be a coder or they think they have to be a um, someone that develops mobile apps to be successful in the tech industry. I um, decided to get my Scrum Master certification because as I was in project management, I saw that they were moving into Agile and Scrum. And they were using mm -hmm. that framework. So, so I took a lot of my strengths as me being a natural born leader into getting a Scrum Master certification. So I would tell anybody that it's very important for you to focus in on finding out what you're good at because you can make six figures being a developer or being a network administrator. You don't mm -hmm. have to be a project manager or a supervisor or That's a good a, point. Yeah. To, to be, to make six figures. So I would tell anybody, find your passion in tech. And get to know that inside and out, and be an expert at that first. Oh yeah, that's that's a great point. Yeah, I mean, and 
also one of the the I call it the false belief patterns that that people have is is like you know they think that you know a tech career means you have to be coding like a hundred percent of the time and and that's not the case and that, and it's actually you know half of that majority of the roles are are non coding roles but you're in the technology field because there's so many aspects of it so yeah. if if you're more of a you know communicator you know there's there's a role for you there if you're more into you know management and seeing things are delivered there's there's roles right. for you there but if you like you know if you do you know i, I encourage you to know if most people like to code you know yeah there's definitely you know coding opportunities yeah. but with that um so so to reach people uh even to take a step back like what would be like what's the difference between a career and the job so you know maybe there's some listeners right now um you know they're in what most people would call a job and and uh how does that compare to what we're talking about here as far as a tech career i think a job is a is sometimes uh it makes people feel like it's a dead end there's no upper mobility there's no way to get promoted there's no way to just you know they may be doing the same thing for the last 10 years and I feel like a career you constantly evolve you constantly yeah. learn new things you're constantly adopting new technologies and tech you're constantly reading new books you're constantly going to new conferences sometimes with the job you don't yeah. feel like you have that flexibility to be able to learn a lot of new things so I definitely would say that um the great thing about tech is you're always going to learn more and you're going to earn more that's what I tell people if you want like to learn yeah. more you'll always earn more in a job, if you don't have new responsibilities, a lot of times you don't get more money. Yeah, yeah, very yep. true. Yeah, I mean, those are the same things that uh, that I touch on. Just like, I mean, you could be five years into a job and you're still, you know, doing the same thing, earning the same thing. There's no real, There's you no know, growth. real growth. Yeah, exactly. And you in can't fact, secure the bag in a, in a job. You can only secure the bag in a career. So. Yeah. Um, if you're trying to secure coins with pennies and, and, you know, like a penny, you know, a piggy bank, you know, yeah. securing the bag, we're talking about Benjamin Franklin's. Yeah, yeah, totally. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> I like that a lot. And so so even with that, so like we even like you even touched on, which was, um, you know, learning new things as, as it goes through, you, you sort of need to be a self learner. And it doesn't mean that you have to, you know, do another four-year degree to get it. It actually seems to tie to, you know, more specialized skills that you can pick up quickly, like uh, IT certifications. So, like, what are some of the, the hottest IT certifications to secure the bag and make that six-figure income? Hey guys, I wanted to take a moment to share with you an exciting new opportunity called Dropship by Phone. It's a brand new modern way of dropshipping that you can actually start selling today. There's no investment needed. You can do it entirely from your phone. It takes no experience. It's completely 100% newbie friendly. So I want you to visit dropshipbyphone.com and it's so easy. I'm so excited about it. There's a free explainer video there that's going to show you step by step and it even has a video 
showing a screencast of my actual phone on there that you can actually learn how to do drop shipping entirely from your phone. So I wanted to take a moment to share this with you. Check out dropshipbyphone.com. It's dropshipbyphone.com. It's an easy way to start drop shipping today. Make extra money. It's not get rich quick, but it's make extra money and you can get started today. So check it out, dropshipbyphone.com. Um, that's a great question because, you know, since we talked about there's so many different avenues and, and, and roads and streets streets that you can go down in this industry, um, I'm going to talk on a, 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 a several different types of certifications. So for those that's listening, you know, there are several certifications out there that that are in the cloud computing area. So I would say getting maybe the AWS certified developer um, that will allow awesome. you to to start off maybe about 115 a year. Um, solution Architect, AWS Solution Architect, that'll bump you to like 121, 125 and up. Um, if, you're into, wow. if you're into maybe IT security, I would say go for the CISP, um, CIS, CISP, sorry, that's the Certified Information Systems Security Professional Certification. Um, that'll definitely get you into into the one, um, probably into the starting off 111 and, and up. Um, wow. If you're into Scrum Master, like I talked about earlier, managing projects, that can, I know when I was a Scrum Master, I got my certification. I was making 106000 at Deloitte. As soon as I got my certification, another company came and offered me a job for 140. Um, awesome. Scrum Masters is awesome to get if you're managing IT projects. And um, I would say also check out the Cisco certifications. If you're into networking and you want to become a network professional, I would say check out the um, uh, CCNA and the CCNP, which is um, the routing. They've been around for a while, yeah. Mm -hmm. Those have been out for a while, but they're still really, really important for people that want to go the networking route. And yeah. if you're a Microsoft geek and you really want to get into Microsoft, I would say try to focus in on some of the certifications like the solution, the, the Microsoft Solutions Expert, the SMCE. Um, but like I said, there's just so many certifications. And if you really want to be a project manager and you really want to manage projects, and schedules and resources get the PMP. The the, um, the the PMP is the Project Management Professional Certification. Mm, yeah, good one. Yeah, really good one. So yeah, I mean all of these, and I think you know even with each of these, it's it's it was really good that you even touched on these certifications that cover all these different roles. Whether if you're a developer, yeah. mm -hmm. uh, DevOps, uh, project management. I mean it goes across many different roles and uh, and hopefully if the listeners are listening that, you know, it's, it even seems like majority of them are, are pretty much like non-coding roles, uh, but they're specialized skills. It doesn't mean it doesn't take any skill, um, but it's achievable. Would you say it's achievable for most people? Oh, yes. I think that if you give yourself three to six months of, of preparation, like three months to like, you know, I would say to focus in on one exam at a time. Because I think sometimes we, us, us in tech, there's so many things that we have to learn all at one time. Um, for me, 
this year I got the Security Plus, the CompTIA Security Plus, and this year I also oh, got nice. the AWS um, Developer, Associate Developer, AWS exam. But those took me about three three months to prepare because we have a life, we got a job, we got family. Yeah. So I would say give yourself three to six months to prepare. Um, if you want to use tools online to prepare really fast, I think it would be great to use online tools like udemy.com um you can also if you want to get into the aws specific certifications aws has a great online tool platform through um, amazon um mm -hmm. if you want to go specifically in to get books i'm i'm a, still a fan of going to barnes and nobles and getting the, the study exam prep books and uh -huh. using that with the actual um Online video courses with You're talking about those big two and a half page yeah. books, like uh, yeah, those five hundred page books. Yep. Yeah, um, I remember I'm those. <laughs> still a fan of those, only because I'm kind of old school and I kind of want to know that I know. So just in case I get a job and I have to do use it as a reference check, um, and then you know always going out there and looking for um practice exam test dumps. I think those are still yeah. beneficial. Um, I always tell people. Learn the material first and then take the pra practice exams. Um, yeah. Don't study the practice exams, but you don't really know the, 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 the theory or the methodology of what you're studying for because you're doing yourself. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, I mean, that's uh, that yeah. that approach where you're like, you know, you, you dive into the study, get a quick foundation, and then those practice dumps, I think that's something that most people – uh don't catch you know early on that uh you know practicing those exams over and over and finding you know mm -hmm. the resource of practice that really helps and in, in getting the certification so yeah i definitely agree with that um yeah. wow that's awesome yeah and you, you touch on each each of the certifications now with that um and you know what because we touched on so many so just just to make a note there we'll We'll get this information in, in the show notes, you know, since the episode and we've, you know, got like several different certifications and how do you prepare for it. Um, so we'll come up with a, a, a good resource list and be sure to right. post this uh, in, in the show notes there because I think uh, people will be like, you know, all right, how do I find this thing? You know, I want to do, you know, one of yeah, those. Yeah, I'll definitely give you all the information so people can link to all the resources that we talked about in the, in the um on this podcast show because I want you guys to be able to get going as soon as you finish the podcast interview i want you to guys get going on preparing <laughs> for those exams and doing research on which one you would like to start off with first yeah yeah oh yeah that'll be great that'll be awesome so so even with that so like what the next step like so say the person you know did started you know pursuing their certification and they're they're picking up the skills and then validating their skills with the certification you know how would they get that real life work experience like what's you know i know that some people get caught up with that hurdle it's kind of a roadblock for some people some people give up when you know yep. they, they learn a tech skill and then they go out and apply they think they apply for a job right away and they get hit with you know oh well we need somebody with experience and yep. and they're like well how do i get experience if i don't have it and it's a mm -hmm. big question and it's a roadblock that stops people so in how 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 do they get experience? That's a huge roadblock, but I think the answer is two things. You have to rebrand your resume 
to sound more techish. So that means going and looking at the things that you may have done in your current position or previous positions and add a few bullets in there that can speak to some of the new skills that you've been learning. Because we know that, you know, first impression of someone's resume, it has to be technically sound. So go back if you did some like database entry, if you did some installing of software, if you did some spreadsheets, if you did something that is technically sound, go back to those yeah. old positions and create new bullets for that. Number two would be to focus in on finding volunteer or joining in with a company of a family member or a nonprofit or an organization that you're associated with and helping them set up their servers helping them create a website as a coder or as a web developer, helping a friend say, hey, you know, if you're a new new um, mobile app developer and you have a friend and they're starting a business and they want a mobile app develop, pitching in yeah. and being a part of the team. I think utilizing your, your, your internal network that you have now, because a lot of times when you're doing a career change, you don't know yeah. anybody industry but i would say go on go on indeed and go on linkedin and go and look for volunteer there are a lot of nonprofit organizations that are looking for people to volunteer their technology services due to their budget constraints so that's a really good you, one and even going back even going back sorry to cut you off there but like uh so um even that like where where they've worked or done uh, some work either for, you know, friends, family, or people that they know. Um, some people have that, you know, question, can they label that as, as experience, uh, that they could put on their resume? I think maybe some people think, oh, well, I did it for a friend or family member. Can they put that type of experience on their resume? Yeah. I, I mean, I have a tech company, so I allow my career coaching clients to, jump on projects with me to get that, that that real life experience and then they add the company name to their resume so you can add it in two places yeah. if it's a paid position you can add it as professional experience under the professional experience section or if yeah. it's a volunteer you can create a volunteer experience section on your resume and add that there what it's better than having zero experience on your resume yeah even if it's only 20, 30% of your time, I think it's important to rebrand yourself to look like you are a tech professional. And as you're applying for entry-level and mid-level positions, I think that that will help you get your foot in the door to an entry-level role. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's really good. Yeah, because I could see that, you know, some people are wondering, you know, can I use that, to, you know, in my view? But yeah, experience is experience, right? And uh Especially if you're just starting out, you know, you, you got to do it somehow and then you're listing it. And um, I think, you know, companies, you know, view, you know, yeah, if you're performing, you know, the work with those skills, um, you know, yeah, that's 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 real experience. So that that's a good point. And I like what you touched on related to the, you know, to the LinkedIn and, and reaching out there and doing some research uh, mm -hmm. to, to, to find uh, experience. That's that's great. Yeah, people people really underestimate the power of LinkedIn. So I definitely want to tell everyone out there that make sure that your LinkedIn profile is updated. And, and every time you get a new certification, Ooh, update point. that. As soon as I updated my my, cert, my 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 LinkedIn profile with my certifications, recruiters were inboxing me like crazy. So that wow. is your yeah. brand. That is your brand. I want you to know that 
the way we look at other celebrities, you know, when an athlete or a celebrity has these stats, you know, this actor has sold X amount of, you know, tickets for this brand new movie or LeBron James has X amount of stats for the game that he played. Your LinkedIn profile is like your stats. You have to continue to show accomplishments, more experience, more technology yeah. to learn because recruiters are using that to search for talent. Yeah, no, that's a really great point. And you're right about that too, as far as the recruiters searching. I mean, you know, you know, I I see in my profile, I see like, you know, 30 some people a, a week checking out the right. profile and they're constantly recruiters, which are basically, you know, companies, hiring managers are constantly looking and they're searching on a lot of those keywords. Yep. So like you, like you mentioned, you got to get those keywords in your profile, in, in your experience and, you know, listing it as, uh, you know, now it's not just, you know, an, an objective title on your resume, but this, these are words that, that people are searching for within LinkedIn to, yes. to find you. Um, so that's a really good point. Uh, yeah, I like that a lot. That's exactly how you're going to secure the bag is putting all the cutting edge technology keywords and bleed it through your, res your resume and your LinkedIn profile. If you do that, people will continue to knock down your door. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Man, that's a really good tip. I say, yeah, a combination of both. I mean, I think here in this episode, we talked about getting the experience. We talked about the certification and, you know, getting the start a lot of the different ways and then, you know, rebranding yourself in technology uh, to make it effective where, you know, companies are now going to be searching you right. uh, based on how your profile looks and how you're branding yourself. Yeah. Um, that's so awesome. And and do you think it's achievable for most people? I think it's achievable for those that are really, really, really dedicated. I think that um, the, the hardest thing about making a career change or someone that's a newbie to tech, because there are people that are listening that maybe say, hey, I'm just I'm already in the industry, but I don't make six figures. I think yeah. that it's only achievable to those that really grind it out, hustle, and prepare for their certifications and also really prepare to strategically create those relationships that we talked about with getting that real-life experience. Certifications and real-life experience now in tech is kind of overpowering the person that has the four-year degree with no experience. Yeah, yeah. No, this is really great stuff. And uh, so with that, and I know you've been helping a lot of people as well, which is which is really awesome. Do you do you have uh, some student success stories uh, that you could share with the audience? Yeah, I mean, I have a career coaching practice here in the D.C. area. Um, and actually, I coach people virtually through video as well for those that are not in my state. But um, I have. One person who took the traditional route who needed my rebranding help to rebrand his resume. He was already in the industry. He had a four-year degree. And um, we know how it's hard for minorities to get into Microsoft. Um, you know, being an African-American woman and working with other African-American professionals and Hispanic professionals. I was able to rebrand, help him rebrand himself on LinkedIn and his resume to actually land a job at Microsoft. He had two offers wow. with HP and Microsoft. And that was awesome um, because we know that the percentage of minorities working in those types of companies, Fortune 500 companies, are less than, you know, 4%. 
Um, yeah. Another another great success story was help, helping um, a lot of people who actually are not in the tech industry, but they want to take the certification route. I helped two people actually who had Oracle certifications, Oracle administration certifications, and Microsoft SQL Server certifications. Both of these um, clients were able to land six-figure jobs. One is um, in the process of like negotiating um, his package for Microsoft SQL Server um, with with Microsoft. So this will be my second Microsoft um, candidate. And then another one was able to also get with another smaller tech company doing Oracle um, administration. But these people had wow. prior tech experience. They got certified in both and they are on their way to interviewing. Oh, I mean, that's they're, awesome. They're not even interviewing. They're, they were on their way to interview after they got certified and they actually was able to land jobs in kind the, of boost in their career at that point. Yeah, yeah. it's amazing. They took they took the same advice that we've been giving the, the viewers here about Udemy studying for certifications. They had no college education in computer science. Wow, wow, wow! Oh, then this is great stuff. Yeah, I mean, I mean that that that's the whole goal is just to kind of um, increase that awareness to let people know that you know these are real opportunities that currently exist. There's huge demand. And that they can do it too. I mean, you know, if they, in most cases, you know, they're already using technology in so many different fashions on their right. phone and the websites and things like that. Um, and it just mm -hmm. takes, you know, a little bit of direction and, yep. and a roadmap. And uh, yeah, I mean, like you pointed out, I mean, some of these roles, you know, just starting out and you get the certification in this thing and you're making six figures. Mm -hmm. Uh yeah, most people would call that uh uh secure the bag. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. yeah, I mean it's it's exciting because like you said, people want nice things. Securing the yeah. bag is very it's a it's a very um it's a term that's used by people that we look up to like Jay Z and Beyonce and we look up to, you know, ball players, uh -huh. LeBron James. But everybody wants a nice car, a nice house, nice clothes. And this is really your way out. If you really feel like you're stagnant right now in your career and you're unhappy, tech is um I say it's a short term sacrifice for long term gain. True, if you're willing to true. sacrifice Very for the well short term, you're gonna be able to make money and grow and grow and grow. So I really I really Thank you for having me on the show because I think that this is a great career roadmap um, blueprint for people to see to see you know a little bit of light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah, yeah, totally. No, yeah, this is so great. Yeah, and I really appreciate having you on the on the show. Um, so in this digital age, you know, we talked about careers in tech. What are some other ways to secure the bag in tech? So you know, I think this would be a great next episode because as as a technology professional myself i also have a technology business um technology businesses is like how you secure the bag while you're working at your job you're getting money yeah. online while you're working so it's like it's a it's the same way that we look at celebrities where they have multiple businesses or multiple streams of income um yeah. we look at celebrities who, who who are actors and and singers who have their own fashion company, they have their own, you know, alcohol. True. You can do the same yeah. thing as a professional. Oh, yeah. You can say, hey, I, I got my six-figure nine-to-five 
nine to five job where yeah. I'm securing a six six figure bag, but I can use social media. I can create a product. I can create a service, and I can use social media and email to push that information out there to get people to buy my services and products. While I am working at my job, I'm still making possibly another six-figure salary. <laughs> yeah, that's so <laughs> true. And I get so excited about that, too, because it's just like with with your knowledge of technology and what technology can do, um, it opens the door for so many business opportunities yep. uh, to develop you know, passive income, things like that, while you're still working your technology career. Um, you know, just like you said, that was a great analogy and I get excited about that too. And, uh, I know it's like, uh, because we're coming close to the end of the episode here and there's so much that we could talk about just in that space of, of business and, uh, and that sort of thing, securing the bag with, you know, uh, technology business or what technology can do is just so awesome. So yeah. maybe yeah, maybe we could save that for for a future episode, which would be really awesome. I think it'd be awesome because I think everybody, um, there's a lot of people. Everybody doesn't want to be an entrepreneur, but there are a lot of us that have a passion or a gift, and we want to use technology to push that out there. I can't wait to talk about that and to teach people how to use free online tools like a podcast, like social media networks, to just to live out your dream. So true. That's yeah. what it's about. And that's what it's really yeah. about. Yeah. And I like how you mentioned, like, this is a digital age. I mean, this is an opportunity that exists now that we should take advantage of because it's, it's still, you know, sort of the beginning and it's growing so fast. And yeah. I think the people that take action now and, uh, and really work it, they'll be, you know, surprised how, you know, how quick it comes into place. And, you know, now they're securing the bag for themselves and, you know, teach, you know, doing things for the people close to them are now like, you know, wow, this, you know, this person's doing something here. Yep. So, yeah, that's really awesome. Yeah, I'd love to talk more with you about that. Um, well, I want to thank you for being a guest on our show, for being our first guest on our show. Oh, uh, I, I really appreciate it. that. Yeah, I'm so excited uh, because it's something that we've been wanting to do. And uh, I think uh, the listeners here are going to get a lot of value from this and, and learning from you. So this is really awesome. I want to make sure that they can even continue to get more information uh, from you. So what what is the best way for people to, to follow you and find you online? Awesome. I really want to say thanks again to you for inviting me to be a part of your show. Um, for all the listeners, you can definitely reach me at kanikatover.com. Um, that's K-A-N-I-K-A. T is in Tom, O-L-V-E-R.com. And I'm pretty much online everywhere else at Kanika Tover. So you can follow me on Twitter okay. at Kanika Tover. You can follow me on LinkedIn at Kanika Tover. You can follow me on Facebook at Kanika Tover. And um, I look for, and also on, and on Instagram, I'm at Kanika Tover. So you see the brand consistency, yeah. right? Yeah. Well, <laughs> um, totally branded yourself which is awesome <laughs> and doing it successfully yeah i mean that's so great yeah you're uh you're definitely a role model for a lot of people to to, to look up to and, and aspire to so i appreciate that kanika and i'll be sure to, to make sure that this is included in the show notes as well so they can uh be sure to follow you and get in touch with you awesome. um 
Yeah, well, this is great. So, you know, this this is a wrap and let, let's this is the end of the episode. But I really hope we uh, continue to follow up uh, on this with the you know business side of what technology can do, because that's really exciting, too. But uh, for all the listeners, stay tuned because we've got to end it off here. So hopefully you got some good nuggets of information. Kanika, thanks again. And uh, hopefully we'll talk in the next episode. So I want to thank you for listening to this episode of Tech Money Talks. I hope everything was helpful and thought-provoking and somewhat entertaining. If you want to learn more about this topic, please let me know so I know what to focus on in future episodes. My goal is to teach people how to make money with the opportunities that technology can bring. And if you like this episode, please show your support by subscribing, leaving an awesome review. And in the meantime, you can follow me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. My tag name is Tech Money Talks. Thanks again. I'll talk to you in the next episode. Peace.